0: Is there a plane there?
1: Mm, No. No. I think it might have been my mouse
0: moving. You were just just about to say. I can still hear it. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so well attuned to planes.
0: Welcome to Production Brief, a new podcast for the advertising production industry. Each episode, we interview members of our industry to hear their views on working during COVID-19. My name is Brendan Lee and with me is Mark Welker. How are you, Mark? I'm very well. Well, I I, I say here, but really we're actually nowhere near each other, are we? Uh, Yes,
1: we're recording this podcast remotely, uh, making sure that we adhere to all the COVID-19 rules and policies and recommendations out there. Brendan, what have you been doing this week under lockdown?
0: Under lockdown, work-wise or just general
1: life? Well, I feel like there's not much <laughs> actually. There is between no work. the two. <laughs> no, there's no
0: work, General Life. Well, I can tell you I invested in a, a pie maker from Kmart, which has actually completely changed my world. So if if you're not already on it, get on the Kmart pie maker. It's it's a game changer in the kitchen. What about you? Uh, I've done a lot of procrastinating about working on creative projects. I've done a lot
1: of thinking about working on creative projects in fact i built myself a little box um where i plan to put ideas for creative projects uh, it took me about a week to build that box i feel like that's about <laughs> as much procrastination <laughs> as i need to get an idea going but now i are in but...
0: the box now <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot of empty cards there's a lot of what i would say possibilities right okay. uh, oh, at good. this point yeah, but, like um, we, we're, we're still sort of getting into it um <laughs> But today's episode, we're bringing you an interview in two parts. Um, We did uh, interviews with um, James McGregor from the Vision House. They are a camera equipment rental hire house uh, in Melbourne. They've been around as long as um, pretty much you or I can probably remember, um, I think about 40 years in different Guys, yeah. is that right?
0: Yeah, I mean I first originally met Barry when it was called Original Cine um, and then uh, I actually did some work in the rentals department then, believe it or not um, and then they transitioned to Hub and now now of course the Vision House and and under the leadership of, of James McGregor there um, we just felt it was a really good place for us to start with the podcast because as a camera equipment rental house if gear is not being rented then you can assume that productions aren't aren't being done or well, that's that's our logic anyway
1: Mm. Yeah, and we should say that um, the recording of um, the first part of this interview is a little Um, lo-fi. As we said earlier, we're doing all this remotely and at the time we were still sort of working out the kinks of this. So Mm. um, listen in and then we'll follow up at the um, end of this first part um, with the second part of his interview. So let's start off by just just getting a, just a sense from you guys, um, you know, your personal perspective, I guess, on what's happened over the last say three weeks. Um, like sort of step us through it.
2: Yep. So really, um, as of three weeks ago, we were humming along rather nicely. Um, we were. Experiencing growth as we do through this time of the year. Traditionally, uh, this time of the year is uh, make hay while the sunshine so so to speak uh, in Australia. Um, certainly, year to year, it's always been a very busy period. So we're able to then get budget projections and uh, purchase projections about new equipment and that sort of stuff. The uh, the biggest shock to our system uh, sort of came uh, Wednesday last week was probably. darkest day i've ever had in the industry um i actually broke down physically at the end of that day it was really shocking um in the space of 12 hours we had nine jobs cancel on us and that was for the following week and to give you a perspective those nine jobs would have totaled uh, 50 grand that just flatlined. you know it was no ifs no buts no oh we're gonna we're gonna rearrange it we're gonna shoot it here it's like now we're cancelled. Talking to the the people that actually
1: are taking our gear at the moment, the one or two jobs, um, do you get a sense for what people, how people are doing production, or what what
2: what what's permissible um, from them? Um, at the moment, um, everyone's reducing, uh, working very much on reduced crew. Um, so I think uh, the fact that now they're talking about the uh, one meter, uh, one person per four square meters. There are ways around this um, in terms of being able to keep a shoot active uh, during this time, even with these provisos. So, for instance, the job that fell over, um, they were pushing fairly heavily for uh, not to have a second AC, just to keep bodies down on set, which is fair enough. Um, but it then puts a lot of pressure on the first So sort of not not saying a second AC is only do half a job, that's very unfair. But but the I was having a chat to the production manager about and it was a little bit out of out of their hands at that point. But um I was saying, Okay, well what's he, what's you actually shooting? Where where's the situation? And they've gone, Oh, we're inside a house. I've gone, Well, okay, well by technicality you can only if it's a hundred square meter house, you're only allowed to have twenty people in there. I've gone, Okay, if you're playing on that by thing, you know, you've got Surely the house has got a front yard, and they've gone. Yeah, we'll put an easy up outside, and then you can get some more bodies on set. So you don't have to do data inside the house; you can do data outside. So you can get another body on set to help out. Um, so it's a matter of just working out ways, I guess, a bit more creative ways around uh, what the recommended restrictions are. The challenges now is um, in the next six months to twelve months when the industry and the industry will kick up, kick on again. It will. It's it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, fortunately, the fortunately for us, the advertising will probably fire first before the creative. Um, not saying that advertising is not creative. Please don't take offence to that. Um, the access to new and exciting equipment is going to be extremely limited for the next two years. Creative toolset is starts to get limited. Your for DPS, they need to start thinking outside the box. You know, they can't. Well, I'll use layers and graders. layers and graders won't be here. The um, the personalised tweaks won't be here. They'll they'll need to adjust their style they'll need to explore what's here um a lot of the old stuff will become new again so what would be very interesting is that there is a very key opening here to create a Australianana, australiana revival in cinema in long form in creative spaces um, we are in a very unique position when we come through the tail end of this mess that we are going to have a lot of creatives a lot of a lot of uh, people burning with talent uh, with ideas with scripts in hand um, ready to shoot straight away as soon the as lockdowns done and work, we've got free and we're able to creatively acquire a bit more from if we can get the money started and we can get I mean, you get um, a creative incentive started and government funding and stuff like that. We could have a a revival of the 80s where Australian cinema was just boiling along and just the creative talent and exploitation and that sort of stuff and stuff that we look back at now and go, fuck, imagine if we were back there. It would be so much fun. For you guys, what
1: is your... What is your next six weeks? What is what's your survival plan? What's your um, what's your sense of um, what's your challenges di- directly in the next six weeks?
2: Apart from hanging on for dear life, uh, <laughs> for us it is so far out of our hands now that we are literally hanging on. Um, we're waiting on deferral loans. Uh, it's as simple as that. Um, people. At, an example, the other day um, I had uh, a pay run happened um, through my crew here and um, we simply had bottomed out almost at overdraft just purely because we it was that time of the month where we had our cash flow door and just hit a brick wall because of the amount of jobs that were pulled. Um, and as a result of that, um, I started leaning on you know, some Familiar faces, Brendan was one of them, just saying, hey, look, we need, we just need a little bit of cash here so people can get food on their plate. Um, one of the other companies I know, pers- one of the company directors I know personally very well uh, up in Sydney uh, owed us a little bit of money and he said, no, sh- but sure as shit, I'll get it through to you tonight. Don't worry about it. And so that way you can always pay your crew. And uh, I talk very openly with him as well because he's another rental company. Uh, So he knows exactly the situation we're facing. Um, His money came in and literally within 30 seconds, the banks had pulled it out again to pay the loan. And in the background, the banks had sent us a letter saying, "We're, we're looking into your situation, we'll get back to you.
1: You can really hear from the tone of his voice how fresh that part of the interview was, you know, just uh, a week or two after some of the more, um, serious restrictions that were placed on the industry
0: yeah just the amount of work that that was lost in that really short period of time and remembering that this is one equipment rental house in melbourne um so not even not even nationally and you just think of the flow on effects to how many crew members and things that that's that's affecting as well
1: yeah, so let's now listen to um, part two. So we skipped forward two weeks and we asked James to give us a bit of an update on how things are going. Uh, so let's listen to that. Obviously, yeah, last time we spoke, it sounded pretty quite uh, dire for you guys. You know, I think we were about a week into um, the more um, harsh sort of self-isolation um, tactics from the government. How? What's changed since over the last two weeks?
2: Um, well, to be honest, it is still fairly harsh. Like that uh, certainly the first week, two weeks were a lot of adjustment because the industry just stopped dead. Um, it, just nothing happened at all. Um, and it was, it took us probably a good week and a half, two weeks to get our head around that. And the fact that mm-hmm. uh, how suddenly things had stopped, um, so there's a lot of conversations happening. I think when I last spoke to you guys, I think that day I was fielding calls from all the other rental houses, and we we're all having conversations about um, how it affected everyone. At that point, it's been it's been actually interesting uh, that some of the industry is trying to do a bit of a workaround on things not not legal workarounds or anything, but trying to definitely work around within the constraints. Um, and so that's sort of keeping me a little bit busy trying to advise people uh here and there but like uh, there are days where you know i'll be sitting at home my partner will be working in the study and i'll maybe field one phone call for the entire day and maybe one email yeah so right for the entire day and i'll just be sitting pretty much on the couch or just doing stuff around the garden or something like that
0: so are people actively asking you for workaround solutions
2: yeah, look, we're everyone's trying to do brainstorming um, as to what people have done because, um, but what's been interesting is the adoption of uh, something that we touched on the other week uh, um, is the um, Teradek, uh streaming devices back to base sort mm-hmm. of thing. So what's been very interesting with that, and I've, I'm still doing a bit of research on it myself, but that is. I can see the method going forward certainly for the next 6 months at this stage. James, can you just explain what that what that basic setup is? Certainly. Well, there's a couple of variations and there's various ways around it as I said I'm still getting up to speed myself with it. There's a couple of different devices by Teradek. There's a Teradek uh, video 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 EU, I think it's called, It's a small as a smaller setup. And then the more common setup which is uh, the higher grade setup is called the Teradek Bond system, B O N D. So what they are is basically, they're like a standard Teradek wireless device that you would plug in the camera to do wireless signal around set anyway. But what they utilize is you can plug in uh, SIM cards into it, so data cards. And that goes back to an online portal that uh, Teradec has set up. Mm. Um, And so that goes back up to that portal then that portal is able to fire off a private link or go onto YouTube or something like that. So the agency can then be at their office, be at the home, click on that, and all of a sudden they've got uh, access to a live image of what they, whatever the camera's seeing. So they can't actually see what's happening on set, but they can see the image out of the camera. Um, yeah. So we've had uh, two or three jobs uh, that have revolved around that and the producer and production manager of. Um, but the feedback from that's been very positive. Um, one particular production manager, uh, slash producer because he, he wears both hats, uh, he's a, he's an industry long time veteran and he made the um comment that he was budgeting for a nine and a half hour day. Um, but they he said he got it done in six and a half because right, the they had maximum they had really skeleton crew on set in terms of what needed to be there. Agency were all either back at their back at um, their headquarters or working from home. They were just sitting in front of their laptop, clicked on the link, off they went. He said out of the entire day, uh, there was only a five-minute downtime in terms of the system. He wow. Said, he said right. it was amazing. He said this... And he, he actually said, I'm going to do this going forward for the foreseeable future because we got so much done uh, in that time space because everyone was so focused and, um, you know, they were just sitting there glued to their screens so they were able to do this the discussion so he set up a whatsapp app in the background so everyone could comment in real time and yeah he said look it shaved three hours off our day he said it was quite amazing um,
0: it's it's funny you say that because as a producer, I would I would be so scared that that would slow our day down. I mean, it's, I, I find it hard sometimes to keep agency and client looking at a monitor yeah. um, when they're there on set. I'd worry that if they were at home, it would be even harder. So it's interesting to hear that it's actually um, it's actually sped things up. And and
1: you said earlier that you sort of had that day where you sort of went around and had a chat to a bunch of rental houses Ooh. and. Um... Have you got a bit of an updated idea of you know how far away from the normal production levels we are right now, or or what their sense of the pathway going forward is? Is is everyone in the same boat, or what? What have you sort of found out?
2: I gave them a call that day that we had the the last uh, discussion, and I've called them probably. past few days I've sort of been reaching out to a couple of people here and there just to touch base and just see that everyone's staying sane to be honest Mm -hmm. um and yeah look a number of the managers are simply saying look you know it's the same everyone's sort of holding their breath and waiting for the next two weeks because if there's a spike in the next two weeks of an outbreak because people have been disobeying the quarantine orders then clampdown is going to happen further but if there's no real spike in about two weeks time two and a half weeks time I think the industry will start breathing a little bit more and going, okay, now we can plan.
0: I guess the um, smaller productions are probably going to be a little bit more likely to go ahead right. um, and, yeah. and that's uh, sooner. And that's probably just by virtue of that they can almost just change a date on a call sheet. Whereas a, a bigger production where there's a lot more to organize, it might, might take you another three or four weeks to get all, all the parts of the puzzle back together.
2: Yes, that's exactly it. So, from my perspective, our brand but has always been sort of small to mid tier um, commercials. So um, uh, I think we are going to start seeing our bookings increase. Uh, well, I hope uh, I hope, and I'm planning uh, seeing our bookings increase probably in about a month's time. Um, we've had maybe one or two jobs a week here and there, which is a bit unusual. I've been quite surprised that we've had that volume, uh, even though two jobs isn't huge, but it's it's Enough for me to keep engaged, I guess, um, in terms of like in terms of the industry, and not just sort of um, fiddle around sort of thing, and not have anything to do. I've got things to. Plan around and things to test and things to clean up and that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean it keeps you employed, keeps you doing things, even just those couple of jobs. But I do remember when we spoke last time. um, Obviously, there was a lot of work that dropped off at once, and you sort of estimated that it was probably around fifty grand's worth of work that got dropped off within the space of a a few days. Do you feel like with the little bookings that are coming in that you're recovering anywhere near to that level, or I assume not? If you have to share numbers, like what sort of what sort of percentage of normal would you think that you're at at the
2: moment? Uh, I still think we're ninety five to ninety seven percent down. Yeah, right. So it's still it's it's far from. Far from where where everything needs to be. Far from. And
0: are those sort of dollars helpful at all in terms of? You mentioned obviously there's loans on equipment. Mm-hmm. You have um, you have some staff, some casual staff, and things. Obviously, you still need to get paid, and you assume the business needs to make a profit as well. Is is, is that at all helpful, or is it really just just?
2: It's, it's really sort of just keeping the lights on. It's um, not even paying a lot of the bills or anything like that. To be honest, um, where we got approved for a government grant uh, a couple of days ago via Victorian government grants, so that was helpful. That was enough to pay a few bills and keep um, keep staff employed and paid and that sort of stuff. We applied for the JobKeeper program. We will get money out of that. Um, so we've been fortunate that we've had enough to pay staff and everything, so that's good. But there will be businesses out there who would not have been able to pay staff for the past month. And that's the thing, like, we've both Barry and myself and the crew have uh, accepted the fact that we've done everything we we have done everything that we can possibly do uh, to apply for grants apply for help seek help seek jobs and that sort of stuff we've just hit our limit of what we can do so it's like okay well let's take a breath step back and knowing that we've done everything we can possibly do at this point so whatever will happen from here is so far out of our hands that we can't waste our energy worrying about it
0: Uh, are you doing anything proactive in terms of you know contacting producers production managers even you know dps camera assistants and things and just talking through what solutions could be available remote heads wireless transmitters all of that sort of stuff
2: yes yeah yeah We've, we've been in contact i've personally been in contact with a number of dps and um production managers and that sort of stuff to talk about different ideas about you know once jobs start coming in again all right let's this practice let's look at this is an option sort of thing and it is a case that um you know a number of dps have reached out to me i've reached out back to them several times it's like uh, they just simply say look you know yeah just let's talk every week every second week just to stay sane you know just to even if it's a five-minute chat of hey is anything happening no okay well i'll check in next week sort of thing
0: Hmm.
2: Um, people are actively reaching out and we're reaching out to them to say hey look you know we are still here
1: if this was a norm how long would you wait um before you know if we're saying right now people aren't really doing a whole lot of planning Hmm. and if they started planning tomorrow when would they high gear um usually for you what would be the average so
2: generally um if everything's all ticking on, a job comes in, that they've got a quote, I'll generally get contacted for the quote. That's probably maybe about oh, two weeks out, outside of the job happening and, and yeah. we'd either get confirmation or cancellation, I'd say in about a four or five day window of the job actually happening depending on the size of the job and depending if there's other aspects to the job, like if it's a traveling job, of course, they're probably going to confirm sooner to try and lock down all the traveling stuff. But um, if it's a local job, generally, you know, the window of confirmation is uh, five to, anywhere between five down to two days, sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, at the moment, um, we've got quotes, active quotes out in the field for May. Um, so we did have jobs that were slated in for April, but that have been pushed through to May and I reached out to a couple of those jobs and said, hey, look, just and touch base understand that it's probably not going to happen they said no 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 everything's just been shifted around slightly we're aiming for a month's time now um can you put move the gear hold to a month um, away a month sort of thing and we'll go from there so, oh well, that's fine so you know there is there is uh the the current situation has i think amplified that uh delay yet on another three to four weeks roughly so But the problem is is just certainty um, and having a roadmap. And that's the reason I'm I'm also saying that everyone, I think, is waiting for the two-week break after Easter to go, okay, well, is there a spike? No spike? Okay, well, all right, we can start planning this way now because if there's no spike, the possibility (laughs) of having harsher reductions is not likely going to happen sort of thing. There's a spike and obviously we need to nail down the hatches a bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting um from a producer point of view from from the work that we do. Mm. I mean, we do TVCs, but you know, a lot of what we do is online content. Um but um usually from the start of a job or even the sign off on a job to production is usually about 4 mm. weeks for us. Um so uh, it'd be interesting to to know to see what happens over the next couple of weeks to see what that season sort of um, looks like now because if we were planning on doing a, um, a production in uh, May um, we may be changing that plan now um, like the creative might need to change mm-hmm. the the sort of the idea that the market that we're advertising into might either necessitate a much quicker response yep. um, so I need to get this message out within three weeks, um, which I've heard quite a lot of. I've heard TVCs being made in a week, um, obviously in very different circumstances. Um, But it will be interesting to see over the next six weeks as to what kind of production sort of uh, timelines um, come out of this (coughs) process. Are they quicker or are they um, longer? Are we still planning for a two-month time or are we literally – Um, uh, meeting the needs of in the next three weeks.
2: It it will be interesting. I think what the other thing um, with all of this as well is I think sport uh, for certainly from what I can see is if the AFL and and RL start playing, I have a feeling a lot of the advertisers are going to pivot very quickly to doing very short-run TV commercials and that sort of stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if you – you get a um, proposal and then shooting within two weeks sort of thing or less than yeah. that because the sports side of things, they're not going to have anyone in the stands. So then it's played, you know, it's eyeballed on screen at that point and the market space for that's going to be huge because of the compression, the amount of games they're going to have of playing back-to-back sort of thing. Um, so that's going to be a, a key point for people to advertise around because it's going to be that's going to be money for jam at that point.
0: Yeah, it does feel like over the last, and it'd be interesting to hear your opinion on it over the last two to three years. You know, crew sizes have been getting smaller. Um, mm. Lists of equipment that we've required have been getting smaller. Uh, first ACs that previously had trucks because they needed for all the gear now are able to do run things out of vans that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you think after this um, we will have had another shift to maybe even smaller crews, smaller gear lists?
2: I think yes and no. Um, I think initially. We- Next six months to twelve months, yes, I think there'll be a shift to smaller crews, smaller footprint on set, uh, smaller footprint of studios, wherever it may be. Um, I think though, long-form drama production will probably need to have a specific size in order to to manage it. Um, I think the big budget TV commercials will still have a decent crew size and that sort of stuff. Gear list wise, that's going to be the interesting thing because. A lot of owner-operators had gone out recently, especially in the past, what, two years or so especially, have gone out and bought their own cameras, they've bought their own Mini-LFs, they've bought their own heads and that sort of stuff. They would be hurting hideously at the moment because they were relying on that as their leg in a lot of the time into the industry um, and to shoot on. If um, the Mini-LF, well, the Mini-LF will still be a viable platform but because it is just a different tool in the toolbox at the end of the day. Uh, but because there's a lot of them out in the um, ether at the moment uh, with owner operos and that sort of thing, they're a little bit more restricted where they'll still have to hire specific lens sets and that sort of thing because it's a, it's a bigger format. So you can't really work around that uh super just
0: as an aside it does feel like there's more mini lfs in the market yeah. than there are lenses available for the mini lfs
2: there is there is <laughs> and you know that's something we as a business uh were gauging about um 3 years ago and that sort of stuff this um shift to larger formats so we started buying you know large format lenses and that sort of stuff so in terms of when that back on again we're still all right because as a business model we've already invested it done the initial investment um on those uh, lenses that will cover that format so we can still get yeah. into that market relatively quickly fantastic
0: well i've got to say since we spoke last time you do sound you sound a lot calmer a lot more back to normal back to your normal self and it, it does you know although it's small it feels like there is a couple of things starting to dribble in so really happy to
2: hear that man the level of stress is still there but it's just I'm through putting my energy into it. There's just, just nothing I can do. Um, all I can do is just go, yeah, we're still open for business. If you've got a job, we'll do it. <laughs> Thanks so much, buddy. Really appreciate your time.
1: So you can hear that even as an update, um, it, it, it's not the rosiest picture for no, these guys. No, you know, it still like- feels
0: like quite a dire situation, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely surprised by that. I mean, ninety seven percent down. It really sort of drives home the level of work that's suddenly disappeared from the industry. I mean, you know, like I guess it's quite obvious. I mean, even from our work load, that we're all doing less. But not until you hear sort of figure like that, a business struggles at three percent capacity.
0: Mm-hmm. But I mean, what what was interesting, you know, obviously, he was he was somewhat optimistic that when we do come out of it, that um that advertising will ramp up relatively quickly. So fingers crossed, they can hold on um through this period, and we we'll all come out of it rosy on the other side. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so thanks for listening. I hope that that was somewhat useful. Um, we're going to be releasing new episodes every week, or trying to release new episodes every week if we can
1: yeah, and our next episode is with Caroline
0: Logan from Freelancers, so watch out for that one in the next couple of days. Until then, please uh, stay safe and get in touch as well if you have any ideas on on what you'd like to hear on the show.